0: Welcome to the Humble Warrior Podcast. Here are your hosts, Chris Forte and John Moises.
1: I'm John Moises. That is Chris Forte. Live brave. This is the Humble Warrior Podcast. Welcome to the show.
2: Hello, Humble Warriors.
1: Today we have a special guest, our first guest on the Humble Warrior Podcast. We've got Johnny Kest, who is a renowned yoga master. He's a student of Ashtanga Yoga and Meditation for over twenty five years. He's the founder of Michigan Center of Yoga and the National Director of Yoga for Lifetime Fitness. And Chris has been a student of his for how long?
2: going on a little over two years, and I think Johnny, you and I go back three, three and a half years. So we even we've met prior to even me even starting yoga at your mm-hmm. studio. So I'm very excited that Johnny's here today.
1: Yeah, me too. Mm-hmm. Welcome to the show. Yeah, thanks for having me. Thanks for being here. So we've talked about yoga in the past, but we haven't really talked in depth about it. Could you give us a little bit of an introduction of maybe how you got, how you found yoga and how you came to this path?
0: Absolutely. I uh, feel very fortunate, very grateful to be introduced to yoga at the age of 12. My uh, father was a practicing oral maxillofacial sur- surgeon who had terrible back pain, and uh, he had ended up having... Four back surgeries. Each one of them ultimately failed. It wasn't. Un- it's not really that uncommon. More than 50% of back surgeries end in failure. Mm-hmm. Primarily, it doesn't because it doesn't seem like they're getting to the root cause of what that back pain is. Someone after after his fourth failure said, "Why don't you try yoga?" And This was over 35 years ago. Okay, and so yoga was. You know, the only time you heard about yoga was maybe on that. Do you remember that TV show, That's Incredible?
2: Yeah. Yeah, uh, that's right. <laughs> that's the, Fran Tarkenton,
0: right? Yeah. <laughs> the, uh, yeah, where the, they had a, a yogi guy, fit, you know, fit okay. him, put himself in a box or bury himself in a <laughs> That's ground. right. It's mm-hmm. just, incredible stuff, obviously, but it was, it definitely wasn't mainstream. And, you know, my father being a, a medical doctor and practitioner, he was, you know, wasn't really open to, at that point, alternative medicines, but his he was in such pain, he he, he decided to give it a go. And to his surprise, yoga had an incredible healing effect on his, his wow. self, not just his back pain, but his whole life. And at that point, you know, his... His children, we we could see his pain when he was in pain, and and he couldn't really keep it to himself. And when yoga helped him, it really changed the whole family.
1: Mm-hmm. Wow, that's amazing. So that's what got got you involved. So you started when he did.
0: Yeah. So he was the kind of dad that whatever he did, he he basically you know brought he included us. Great. And you might say included or forced. <laughs> well, you know, yeah. I'm a father. I know how that goes. Um, <laughs> right. he, he said, you know, we he ended up moving. Uh, due to his back pain before he found yoga he um went on disability and ultimately it wasn't clinically diagnosed but he basically had a nervous breakdown okay and he left his wife my mom and our children and he went on his his you know, journey his journey for recovery and he ultimately found yoga in hawaii okay and somehow my f- mom was crazy enough to send us all, all four of us boys we were were all a year apart. Uh, you know, they had four children, four sons, mm-hmm. and they, they she sent us to Maui, Hawaii, to spend the summer with him. Wow! Mm-hmm. And we were forced to do yoga with him, and and it was it was a small yoga community of Ashtanga Ashtangis, uh-huh. and uh, that
1: was our introduction. That was my introduction to yoga. That's how I found yoga. Wow! And did you just did you feel it's calling, or did you become you liked it a lot right in the beginning, or did, was it something that grew, grew over time? Well, unlike most yoga,
0: people mostly think of yoga as very, like, slow. And this kind of yoga is very vigorous. And so it kind of caught up our attention as a teenage son. I'm not really interested in sitting still, but this kind of yoga is one breath, one movement. Mm-hmm. It's very um, aerobic, very physical. And so it caught all of our attention. There okay. you know, handstands and backbends and all sorts of, if you will, gymnastic-like maneuvers mm-hmm. that we found really challenging and, and wanted to play with
1: wow. so
0: and the yoga community was i would say majority maybe women you know so kind of caught our attention as well oh, that's <laughs> always right yeah
1: that, that always helps <laughs>
0: that helps. but great. these women were really strong and beautiful but but besides that it was just it was it was the it was just a really sweet community that's embraced my father and us four teenage kids wow. And um, we felt we felt like we were
1: part of something that was very loving and healing. That's awesome. I'm kind of the layman yoga guy here. My vision of yoga, you go in there and you stretch and you do some exercises. But I know from Chris and my wife, she's always like, that's not it. It's different. Can you talk about how your yoga is different from maybe what mainstream people think about yoga? Well, yoga coming from the East, particularly India,
0: this vast country full of extremes. There's so many different types of yoga. There, Most of yoga doesn't even have to deal with asana. But the, what we're talking about, asana meaning yoga postures, mm-hmm. physical. Um, there's six major forms of yoga and i'll just briefly mention them yeah. that that have had the biggest influence in the in the west and in the world is mantra yoga yoga of of repeating mantra, mantra, a sound mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um sometimes they call it nada yoga or nada yoga okay and then you have jhana yoga which the, is the yoga of knowledge where you where you would study scripture okay And then you have karma yoga, which most of us are familiar with. It's the yoga of selfless service. A great example of that would be Gandhi or Mother Teresa. And then uh, the fourth style of yoga you would have is, um, it's referred to as raja yoga, and that's the yoga of mind, meditation of mindfulness. Mm -hmm. Sometimes they refer to it as Pantanjali's yoga. Okay. And then the Mm -hmm. fifth type of yoga, um, um, what we what we practice is Hatha yoga, or we call it. Um, it comes from Tantra yoga, which is the any kind of physical yoga. Okay. <laughs> and that's that's where there's so much diversity, and people have one impression of what yoga may be. Right. The type of yoga that we do under this hata, hata yoga, Hatha Hatha yoga H A T H A is a more physical vigorous kind of vinyasa based yoga where you link breath with movement Mm -hmm. and again many of the yoga different physical yogas don't have that that unique characteristic of breath and movement okay that creates a lot
2: of heat Mm -hmm. and ultimately um purification yeah and so I, you know, I could you know, vouch for this, and I've been doing this a couple of years, and you and I have been talking about, about this on the show. I've been one that's been passionate about physical fitness. So I've been doing it for 30 years. I've done everything. And when I was introduced, introduced to this yoga two years ago, I made a commitment that for one year, all I was gonna do is do this yoga. And I'm in the best shape of my life, not just physically, but also emotionally, mentally. And spiritually, okay. And I think that is kind of what we talked about. We've been talked about on the show. What is spiritual fitness, or how we're defining it? Mm -hmm. And yoga, this type of yoga that Johnny's talking about, is is right aligned with it. So,
1: is the spiritual practice built into doing the physical acts, or is there a component of teaching with that? How does that work?
0: That's a great question. Um, I was once interviewed for a a, a local magazine and they asked me well how do you make your classes so spiritual what makes your classes so spiritual and truly the answer is i don't try to make my yoga classes spiritual what i think what makes what ends up happening is when all i really do is ask people to pay attention to their breathing Mm -hmm. and their posture their bodily sensation and those end up as doorways to the deepest level of our nervous system of Mm -hmm. our minds And I often hear after class, Johnny, oh my gosh, I just felt like I let go of a lifetime of holding. I just had a spiritual experience. I was able to forgive my ex or my father Mm -hmm. um, that I haven't been able to let go of for years. And I, I hear all these amazing spiritual revelations and transformation. But really my focus always in teaching yoga from my teacher is to have the students just be present with their breath mm-hmm. and their bodily sensations. Got it. And those end up as doorways if you are able to work properly um, to a spiritual transformation. Great.
1: And I can relate to that because in uh, to everything that you're saying, because in the, in the martial arts that I study, one, it's, there's this misconception about martial arts in the in the greater pop culture that it's all kicking and fighting and punching but it's really meditation based and spiritual based where we practice mindfulness by doing our practice by concentrating on how to do the different techniques and things like that similar to what you're saying that that's our doorway to our spirituality it's not outwardly taught but we we learn it through the practice itself and i found that that's why i find fascinating about your style, because I've never heard this from any other people talking about yoga before.
0: Yeah, so one of the ideas, you know, it, you know, there's a lot of yoga teachers popping up mm-hmm. all over the place. A lot of studios popping up all over the country. And right. How do you know if you're really practicing and moving in the right direction? Right. And one of the ways is if the teacher is turning your focus inward rather than outward. You know, if if it's if you find that your focus is constantly looking at the teacher and it's it's more of an ego-based. You know, Mm -hmm. you're moving in the wrong direction. Another way is is if you're moving towards vulnerability, that's a sign you're moving in the right direction. Right. Vulnerability in the sense that you're opening up, you're becoming more, we're less less guarded, less protected. Mm -hmm. So usually after yoga class, that's a sense you feel like you're a little bit less
2: lighter. Yeah. Lighter. Remember on an episode we talked about, you know, that, that one Southwest commercial when that. that oh, you put all the, the, all the layers. all the layers on, layers, yeah. you, you, you play all these roles and you just feel like you're just carrying this big weight on your shoulders. Mm-hmm. Well, that's what Johnny's saying after a yoga class, that's all like. You've
1: peeled off layer after layer. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, as, as, as
0: hard as these, these classes may be, and I know there's an intimidation and some people are afraid to come to them, but mm-hmm. really, it's really about humility. And vulnerability and a lot of people are afraid of that right they don't want to put themselves in a position where they may be changed
1: right I, and i think that's great a lot of times what we've talked about in the past on past shows is this idea of physical practice or exercise and how people aren't really present like we'll go to the gym and they'll run on the treadmill and they'll sweat but they're not oh, they're just doing a an exercise whereas with your practice, it sounds like it's very much more about being in tune with yourself and your body while you're doing your, your practice.
0: Yeah, it's kind of like it has to happen through the body first, and then it happens in your life.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: We just had a cleanse that we do, we offer at our yoga studio. I found that that's a, a really another powerful doorway. And the, what happened during these cleanses, these people gave up five of these addictive foods, these often emotionally addictive foods, sugar, alcohol, caffeine animal products and wheat gluten and this is really interesting but after the like the first or second week in this cleanse people started sharing that everybody started cleaning their house they started spring cleaning Mm -hmm. they started throwing out all the stuff that they didn't need in their house right Mm -hmm. so was funny they started cleaning out their bodies and almost it was almost universal almost everybody in the group started like getting rid of stuff they didn't need in their house cleaning out their house so it's really uh it's interesting uh, if you start doing the work on yourself it ends up manifesting in all your relationships wow
2: yeah and so you know we have listeners all over the country actually all over the world and and i know from a lot of the students i practice with they're like oh man i don't want to travel to georgia or texas because i i can't find a yoga studio where you know where we you know Johnny's yoga is, but there's a solution out there now with you being the national director of yoga with Lifetime Fitness, right? So if I'm in Georgia, can I find your yoga?
0: Yeah, Lifetime has uh, Lifetime Fitness company has 120 locations. You can Google them, and there is uh, locations in Atlanta, Georgia, and all over the country. Also, um, you know, we were just talking about maybe doing something online at some point too, offering these classes online. So.
1: Um, check in with uh, Warrior Podcast to see where we're going with that. Great, that'd be
2: great. Bring it to the world.
1: So let me ask you because there's one, there's it's one thing to practice yoga, but it's another to teach it and have the calling to teach other people. When did that come up in your life, and how did that how did how did you get into teaching and deciding to open your own school and follow that path?
0: Well, that that was kind of a selfish mode. I I after I came back from Hawaii to come back to Michigan to go to school at the I went to school at the University of Michigan in Ann Arbor uh-huh. and came back home I didn't want to lose my practice I, I was I knew there was something special here it was really made me feel there was a sense of awareness and acceptance mm-hmm. and greater self-understanding and just a feeling of relaxation that I did not want to lose so um, I started cheering it I just started anybody that would practice with me get a friend hey just come over all um, right I'm, I'm gonna go through my yoga practice just come with me so I would share it like that and then the reason I opened up the studio was really to create a yoga community to support your, pra- your my, own practice, your own practice. That's great. And to share it. Cause right. I knew, I knew that it was good and it would be, it would help others.
2: Wow. And now it's just growing. And I remember I was at this, hayhouse uh, Hay House event in Florida. And I met this woman. We had this uh, writing exercise we had to do, and she was a yogi from Alabama. And I said, you know, I'm from Michigan. I said, I trained center for yoga. And she's like, oh, Johnny Kess. Well, she didn't know you, but one of her best friends, I guess, you taught. And she's in some studio somewhere in the south. But hmm. so your reach, I mean, you you've, you've trained, I mean, how many people have you did teacher training with I mean that have fall under you know, I mean awesome. hundreds thousands thousands yeah. wow yeah. that's remarkable well yo know, uh, lifetime fitness has been a powerful platform
0: to be a partner with because of their reach mm-hmm. and it's really extended the style of yoga that is very unique mm-hmm. um, to the masses
2: gotcha so again you can go online you know in your community if you have a lifetime fitness there will be an extension of your yoga there absolutely
1: that's great great and that's great for our listeners because across the country to know because a lot of times listeners think we talk about a lot of local stuff but it's great to have you on the show and somebody that could touch up everybody across the country
0: well and you can check out cast yoga on instagram my son who's obviously been in training for his whole life jonah yeah jonah is um cast yoga on instagram he has um he's teaching right now in all over the country so you could. Get, catch a class with him great and um, you know look for those those online yeah we're gonna do let's online, do the,
2: let's, let's, let's try this classes. online thing it'd be great it um, be good for the world yeah figure it out we'll figure it out we'll figure
1: it out okay the seed's been planted alright well Johnny we appreciate you being on the show um, it was great to talk to you and maybe I will maybe I will have to try a class that a point. Now, now that I've met you the pull between Chris and my wife is gonna me right into the studio all right that's what it's all about love you brother see you in the studio don't miss another episode of the humble warrior podcast if you have questions actually we're going to pose a question to our followers this week if you have practiced yoga in the past we want to hear from you and you can tell us your favorite pose or what you love about your practice or how it's different and by tweeting us at the warrior pod until next week
2: live brave Join us next
0: week for the next episode of the Humble Warrior Podcast. Subscribe to the Humble Warrior Podcast by visiting chrisforte.com.